Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When we started to get this one off the ground, there were a lot of questions. How do you record an episode? How do you get the show into all these podcast apps like Apple, Spotify, and Overcast so people can actually listen to it? I've seen some shows make a bunch of money. How can I? The answer to every one of these questions is simple. Anchor. Anchor's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. It's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use, to the point where you can pull out your phone right now and knock out a solo episode if you wanted to. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means that you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. Anchor makes it easy for us to record from wherever, whenever, and not worry about unreasonable subscriptions or limits. It's the easiest platform to get your show on all bigger platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You even get to see how your show is doing per episode by how many listens you've received with Anchor's metrics. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm start to join us and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Now let's get this shit popping. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Greg with the Good, Bad, and Unavailable, aka Young Black and Balded podcast. Out here, taking a walk, enjoying the sights, hearing the birds chirp, just enjoying outdoors. Uh, I think the last time I actually gave y'all a solo episode, I think I was drunk. And I did the Manny Fresh one. Uh, <laughs> damn, what was that? It was like what? It felt like a year ago. It was like four, maybe five weeks ago. Um, since then, come out with a lot of content about insecure, about, you know, COVID and stuff like that. And shit is still prevalent right now to this day. I was attempting to try to figure out when I walked out, you know, side to go walk, do exercises, how I could actually do this and keep the mask on. So one of my buddies told me, well, as long as you're not near people at six feet of distance, then you can take your mask off. Now me, I'm like, I don't want to believe none of that shit. They tell me to keep the mask on, keep the mask on. So I tried to do that earlier with, you know, recording this episode, and I sounded so muffled. So I was like, you know what? I walk in areas where there are no people, and when I do that, I'm going to go and do a show. Just a quick little episode, give some insight into my life. So as of right now, I'm currently walking down the street because you have to stay mobile when you're out here. And I see more people with no mask. I just walked near a woman and her baby, no child leash, no mask, no nothing. And it scared the shit out of me because I'm like, that little girl was every bit of like maybe 18 months. And her and the baby are just walking, getting, you know, stretching their legs and stuff like that, but not abiding by the law, which is the mask. At least have it, you know, on your face. You can put it under your chin if you need to. But the fact that there was just like no mask at all. Leads me to believe we're going to be in this shit for a long time. Because she saw me coming and she didn't reach for a mask. She didn't go in the opposite direction. I guess she was assuming that I was supposed to. I'm like, you're walking past me first. So why do you not have the right equipment on? 
And it brought me back to when I went grocery shopping a few weeks ago. There was a guy shoplifting in the Safeway near me. So he decided he wanted to shoplift, and the security guard caught him. Instead of giving the stuff back or, you know, calling the police and stuff like that, he told him, he was like, just leave. Just leave. You come in here every day, and you steal. I'm like, okay, if you know this motherfucker steals every day, stop letting him in. Or just call the police on him, period. So I guess that was the day that he decided to call the police on him. But the guy did some shit that I was like, oh, I have to shoot at that nigga at that point. So he goes, and he tells the dude he has to leave. And the guy decides to spit in his face. Now, even though he had the mask on, he didn't have glasses, he didn't have cover or anything like that. Dude legitimately spit in his face and was like, fuck you, blah, blah, blah. Now, me, I'm thinking, I've already done heard of people who have pretty much passed away with the same shit. Somebody spit at them, somebody talking to them, giving them the coronavirus. And as a result, they're sick and they die a few days later. That was two weeks ago. I haven't seen that security guard since. I don't know if he uprooted and quit. I don't know if he was just like, fuck this shit, I'm out. One fully, I don't know if he's dead or not. What I do know is I wouldn't want to get spit on. I think that's one of those things where if it happens to me, something happens to you. And that's just a rule. So, you know, I hope that he's doing well, but I just I couldn't be spit on at all. Like, I literally have to shoot you. Maybe that's why I don't give security guards a whole bunch of, like, guns and weapons and shit like that. So, whatever. Anyways, quick update on life. Um, the podcast is still going, as it should, at least, you know, one, maybe two episodes a week. Since we've been doing Insecure, you know, Chris has been holding it down. Shout out to her and Iris. You know, Q comes on every once and again. But shout out to them. They've been relaxing and doing their shows for Insecure. I've had thoughts about Insecure, a few actually. Um, obviously, Molly being trash, but it is what it is. Like, if you ever had a friend like that, maybe you see it and you're like, damn, like, I know somebody who is a Molly. Now, I'm not going to say who the person was that I can, you know, that I was friends with once upon a time. It's kind of like a Molly who they always project their problems on other people, or, you know, they're not who they, you know, appear to be. So when I saw the show and I saw how Molly was basically saying like she was the person who always helped people. I'm like, you never really helped people. You just were a voice to talk to. Like that was that's the equivalent of Q and I having a conversation. We're you know, we're best friends and everything. And I go and I tell Q, I'm like, oh well, every time he has something going on in his life, he comes to me, we talk about it, but then the one moment we're arguing. I'm throwing that shit at him like, oh, well, this is always your fault, blah, 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 blah. That's not real friendship. So it made me think, I'm like, was Molly ever her friend to begin with? Or she just honestly, she ain't got enough friends outside of Issa. And I was thinking, I'm like, I've never seen anybody with Molly other than the nigga she's sleeping with. And I don't want to bring it on the show because I don't want it to sound like misogynist or something like that. But like, she tries to control every aspect of everybody else's, you know, everybody else's life, but then she doesn't do the same thing for herself. So she'll tell you up and down, like, don't do this, don't do that. But then she goes and does the same shit, which is scary because that type of person is not a person that you want to be around. And ironically, a lot of people don't want to be around Molly. Um, Dro, he's like, hey, 
He wanted to fuck her. It is what it is. You know, it is what it is. Nobody's saying that's a problem, but that's what that's what she was there for for him. Um, who else? The, the new dude, Andrew. Now, mind you, she met Andrew through Issa and uh, the dude, Nathan. So the two meet in that way. It's like, wait a minute. You're not entitled to him because you're in a relationship now because his friendship alliance is still there. He has friends outside of you, and he's known them longer than he's known you. Therefore, there is no, like, hierarchy with you being the girlfriend. Now, maybe one day when you become the wife or something like that, then, yeah, you know, we can talk language then. But for me watching, I was like, oh, y'all just got together literally, what, maybe a month ago? According to the show, it's been, what, a month or two? And I'm assuming they're claiming each other now, which is a good thing because... Everybody needs some type of love and affection, but Molly is like, like, whatever she claims, which is everything, like, nobody else can have, you know, claim to. For example, her mom and her father, when her mother told her the situation that was going on with her and her dad, she got offended. How do f- you're, you're not entitled to be offended because this is my life, and you keep trying to impose the life that you want to have on us. That's not cool. That's not right. So, you know, she has that situation with her own family. She had the situation with Andrew. She has that same situation with Dro previously on the last season. But then I was thinking about it. I was like, you know what? She has the same situation at work. At work, she's uh, w- w- I don't want to say it to be disrespectful, but you know, she's that bitch at work, if you want to call it that. She's that one that, you know, everybody can talk lingo to work lingo, but she just don't vibe with everybody. When she was working at the white law firm, she couldn't vibe with them because she was black. When she came to the black law firm, she wanted to be at the old firm. She wanted to be the black, the white woman of color at the black office. I'm, sitting, I'm like, okay, Molly, it's, it's more so like her way or anything, you know, or she just has to leave. That's what happened at the law firm. That's what happened when she went to her parents' house and found out that information. So it's like, oh, so if it's not about you, it's just like, fuck it. So at what point in this show do we go and say, you know what, Molly, if that's how you're going to operate, if that's how you're going to rock, fuck it. We just got to we gotta be dead. We got to be done. Now, in the same like vein, Issa started the show by telling, me, uh, telling Nathan that she really don't fuck with Molly like that. Now, if you didn't fuck with Molly like that, you got to tell her like off the, like, off the jump. I feel like that's one of those things, one of those situations where it's like, no, nah, I need to know now. I know how to handle and carry the situation going forward. Like me. I've had, you know, old friends who have been like, you know, more specifically one that was like, oh, well, I don't really fuck with you like that. But instead of coming to me and approaching me about it, he went to other avenues, other sources. So as a result, it came back to me. And I'm not the type to go to anybody about their own personal beefs and dramas with me. If you don't fuck with me, you don't fuck with me. But what's not going to happen? We can't be around. We can't kick it. So that person and I have not kicked it, Wayne hung, Wayne spoke since then. Now there's no ill will to him, but I feel like that relationship died out the moment you stopped fucking with me. Exes, um, shit, old employers, you know, employees, coworkers, shit like that. Once I'm done, I'm kind of done. Now I have a problem personally where I say that and I mean it, but at the same time, it takes me a while to actually, like, conceptualize it and make it concrete. So, 
there's been many times where I'm like, oh, well, fuck it. I give up. You know, I ain't doing this no more. You know, fuck that person. But then I give them other chances. I give them the second chance and the third chance and the fourth chance. To the point where it's like, wait, I keep giving motherfuckers chances and they keep giving me the ass to kiss. So at what point do I have to start thinking about me? And a lot of people need to, like, step back from themselves and just just paint the picture that's in the room. And I feel like with Molly and Issa, they both need to step back and away from each other and just reflect and be like, hey, um, this is what I do. Because I personally feel like Issa, I don't want to say she's a user, but she makes sure to take advantage of all of her relationships. If you're her friend, she's like, hey, you do for me, I do for you. Issa does do for them, but the thing is, she does what she can. She asks her friends to do more, and that's the difference. So hopefully, like, that comes out later on in the season, because we got, what, five more episodes left? So I'm hoping that Issa has a situation where she goes and has that self-reflection that Molly's going to have to have. Now, we already talked about Molly, so I guess we can leave her alone for, like, the moment. Uh, what else do I have on the docket? Trying to think what else have. Oh, um, yeah, back to the show. So... Issa's brother on the show, I assume that him and Kelly were fucking because that energy's off. You can't tell me that the way that they speak to each other, their interactions, that they didn't have a situation before. And I get it. He um he's supposed to be gay on the show, but I think they alluded to the fact that he wasn't gay, he's bisexual, which leads credence to the fact that, hey, he might have had a situation with somebody, and I feel like why not Kelly? And I mean, that that's just that on that. So hopefully, I mean, I would like to see like something come of that, something to grow from that. They they look like an alright couple. So I mean, maybe that's just like my little recap on Insecure. I'm trying to think about what else I have while I'm on this little walk right now. It's been roughly about 18 minutes, but for y'all, it's probably only been like five or six. Uh, what else do I have? Oh, that's my life. So in my life right now, everything is good for the most part. My wife is healthy. She is enjoying the baby, you know, in her belly, obviously, because we haven't had it. You know, she hasn't had the baby yet. I'm feeling good. Um, I've been going, you know, and taking better care of my body by working out and exercising. Now, mind you, I can't go to the gym. So what I do is I go on these walks. Now, anybody who knows me knows I tore my ACL. Was like It's been a few years since it's actually happened, but it's one of those things where when I run now, I, I don't feel like I have the same cadence. That and on top of like this whole corona thing, I don't want to be breezing past people and then they're like, oh, black dude with a mask on. Like, no, no, I'll just walk. I'll be casual about it. We already done seen stuff in the news about, you know, the guy, rest in peace to him, who was just going out for a casual jog and ended up getting, you know, shot and killed. So even though I'm not in that area or in that, you know, type of situation, I don't want to be. So. My way of not being in that situation is to honestly avoid that situation. So that's that. What else do I have? Oh, so we talked about the baby. We talked about insecure. Um, updates on the show. So I'm hoping to get even more shows put out. So we have Young, Black, and Bald. We have Good, Bad, and Unavailable. We have Young, Black, and Beautiful. We have, obviously, the insecure recaps. I don't think there's many shows that out right now that we could like really recap i wanted to go back and watch sons of anarchy but 
I mean, I've seen it like three times. I do need to go and watch, I think, the first three seasons of Breaking Bad because I caught it towards the end. I started watching. I gave up. So maybe it's one of those things where I have to, like, reel myself back in to do that. So give me one second. Let me see what my docket is right now. Oh, so this, uh, I guess for this episode, we call it, how did you know that she was the one? So shout out to Paco. He came out with this, you know, Instagram live when he asked the question. So I guess now it's a good time for me to give the answer. So when did I know she was the one? Honestly, I didn't know until I said it. It was one of those things where I knew I liked her. She liked me back. And we were in a situation where we knew we were happy with whatever was going on at that current moment. Now, when we started, it was like, all right, you know, we knew we wanted a relationship, but nobody wanted to say it first. So I ended up saying that she was my girlfriend on the phone with my father, ironically. Now, I had never actually formally asked her. I was just like, oh, I'm at my girl's house. You know, I'm at my girlfriend's house. And it sparked off from there. So then I formally asked her. As soon as I got off the call, like, hey, you know, I'm at my girlfriend's house. You know, and then I asked her, you know, do you want to be my girlfriend? She said, cool. And we've been rocking ever since. It's been, what, damn, it'll be nine years this year. So married for two. Uh, Damn, yeah, married for two. Have a baby on the way. And we've been together for nine years. A lot of relationships don't last that long these days, according to Twitter, um, according to, you know, Twitter, at least. Um, what else do I have on my docket? So Paco also asked about what's better, being married or being single. Now, I will say sometimes I think about being single in this climate, at least it wouldn't be fun. Because everybody's expectations are different for each other. But the issue is a lot of people's expectations exceed their efforts. So I see a lot of like angry, like broken hearted people on Twitter that kind of like as a married man, it like hurts my morale a little bit because I know that people want to be happy, but they choose to be around people who like honestly don't want to see them happy or honestly, they just don't want to be happy themselves. So prime example. My new thing is I've, like, muted a lot of people who do shit for clout on, like, Twitter. Not Instagram more so, but just just Twitter. Because I'm on there more doing the tech stuff and, you know, just the things I do every day. But I see a lot of women, and this is just for women, I see a lot of women, like, playing the part for men. So they say, like, the most obvious, blatant shit, hoping that it's going to catch the attention of men for likes and retweets to the point where like you see these people like damn like i remember 09 like 2010 twitter where people knew each other but it was more so building friendships like nowadays when you're on it it's like no you're saying shit just to say it because you think like some guy's gonna like the shit to the point where dudes are now turning on each other because of you know that they want to just turn on each other just for the girl like oh yeah the two dudes know they agree but a girl says something and it's just like, maybe just don't fuck with each other. I don't know. I, I don't have a like main point, in it, but I have seen this multiple times. So let me just get a tweet from this person. So, uh, da, 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 da. so this person said, and I quote, oh, da, 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 da. Damn, where's the tweet? So she says, 
that she's getting her thigh tattoo done. Um, she's so sick of being, you know, not having a finished piece, blah, blah, blah. Like, some things, like, get a journal. Like, nobody needs to know all this shit, but whatever. Um, but another tweet, I'm trying to think of the one, like, off the top of my head of the shit that she had said that was just so ridiculous. So it was something to the effect of being a pick-me. And she was saying that, I don't understand why women think that, you know, I'm being a pick-me. Like, you more concerned about, you know, the women thinking you're a pick-me than just, like, living your life. It's just weird seeing that people go the routes that they go for attention on Twitter. Maybe I'm getting a little bit old. I'm getting senile or something like that. So I'm already starting to forget shit. I'm forgetting stuff as I'm recording live. But I see people do it, more importantly, like this person. And I'm like, what, what the fuck is a pick me? Like, you have your pick. You're One, being a woman. And two, you... It's like you're doing this shit intentionally. So I found the tweet. So it says... I saw chicks uh, defending that blowjob video saying dudes don't care if it's bad as long as it's in their mouth. I promise you, men care if their head is whack. But keep calling me a pick me for that. LOL, my mood. So that was one tweet. So I was like, let me just go down a rabbit hole and see how many times she said pick me. Because I found out what the fucking pick me was like last year, maybe. I'm like, okay, are people just using the term because it's like a hot topic for them or it's like a hot trend that they learned from somebody else and now they got to abuse it? So. Other tweet was like, me ignoring everyone while trying to pick the best before, uh, so I can treat myself this Valentine's Day. Okay, whatever. Then, um, where's another one? Where, where's another one? So, she tweets, um, here's a photo of me, followed by all the things we're going to say are wrong with me, even though I know it's not true, so you all can give me the attention I so desperately need. Pick me Twitter. Now, mind you, she do the same shit. And I'm sure she's a nice girl. She's probably a cool chick. But she does the same fucking thing. So it's like, are you, like, playing the part? Or are you just, like, completely naive to the fact that you do these things? Which is scary as fuck because a lot of people are showing you, like, their representatives. And they don't even know her. Because they don't even know who the fuck they are. Honestly, I'm 33. I just found out who the fuck I was in 2018. Once I said, like, I do, I realized, like, I am who I am. But I wasn't who I, you know, I wasn't who I was, if that makes sense. Um, the Greg, the Al Sharpton, the, you know, the guy that I thought, you know, I had to be to like please and appease everybody. I didn't need to be that no more. More importantly, that just wasn't me. I feel like I'm a kind hearted guy who, you know, just wants to do right. And honestly, like I have a really slick mouth, but I mean, whatever. But when you meet me in person, like, damn, he's not the dude that be online. I'm like, honestly, I don't know where it comes from. Maybe it's, you know, the attention I got from it. Maybe it's the fact that, you know, that's how I feel, but I just can't say it. So I say it on like a public platform like Twitter, because I know I can always just delete it. And that's that. But the growth that came from it is now that I've acknowledged it and, you know, I've accepted it. I look back and I'm like, oh, like these people are my age and they just don't get it yet. Like there are people who are older than me and, they do a lot of lying to themselves. And it's not even for clout. They just lie. It's like, you realize that's not you. I know who you are. You show me who you are. But then when you have an audience, you perform. So, you know, don't be that person who performs for people knowing that your audience ain't that big to begin with. Like, you performing in an amphitheater with the six people there. Nobody really gives a fuck. Like, just be who you are. And I'm guaranteeing you, if you are the person that you are supposed to be instead of the person you're presenting, people will like you more. 
And I've learned that myself. Like, you don't have to be Al Sharpton. That's your Twitter name and all that. Just be you. And it doesn't have to be, you know, 6, 20, 30, 40 people. Like, somebody going to fuck with it. Um, if my wife don't fuck, she better fuck with it. You know, my kid, when she gets hit, she better fuck with it. Uh, you know, cue my castmates on the podcast and stuff like that. Like, they better fuck with because I just, I am who I am. And I don't think you would be around me if you didn't. And, I mean, that's just some really profound shit to think about. And the fact that I'm saying it, I need to write it in my phone because I'm going to have to start practicing what I preach, man. Shit is shit's crazy out here. Um, what, what else do I have for y'all? Um, oh, so even though the baby's not due until August, I had a situation where, you know, the wife has an appointment and we can't go in because of the coronavirus. Now, I've already missed about four to five appointments that I promised I was going to go to, but with the coronavirus, they won't let you in. Now, mind you, I can sit in the car, but it doesn't make sense. I want to be there for the ultrasound to, you know, see the baby move instead of just that still image. Now, she'll be here, but it's more so, it's just the thought of this is my first kid, it's my first child. I want to experience that. So it's kind of like disheartening knowing that you can't. So once she gets here, hopefully, like if she ever listens to the show when she's older, you know, of age, then she'll get that. Um, we haven't done any pregnancy classes. You know, I've been looking at stuff online and honestly, pregnancy is really fucking ugly. Like seeing the baby crowning and, you know, that's a lot of shit that I I wasn't ready for, but I've been trying to mentally prepare myself to pass out at the hospital because I know it's going to happen. Um, one of my favorite movies growing up was Look Who's Talking To. So when I used to watch Look, Look Who's Talking To, I always used to cringe at the, like the birth scene because, it's like, dang, like, I don't ever want to, like, really see that, but now knowing that I'm going to have a kid of my own with my wife, not only do I want to see it, like, I want to make sure that, like, I'm, like, first enough for it. So I've been going and reading the dad books and stuff like that, and they did more harm than good because they were telling me a lot of shit that, you know, for a pre-dad, rather, stuff that you're reading, it's like, yo, like, it's not here yet, but I wasn't, I didn't want to know that. I didn't need to experience that about, like, the blood clots and, um, you know, the whole situation with like the breast milk. And sometimes you might have to suck it out yourself. And just more importantly, like the mood swings, obviously, you know, men and women both have mood swings. And luckily I have a wife that hasn't had mood swings on me. She just, she's very emotional and it's weird to be around somebody who is emotional about things, but you can't really help them. It's one of those things where they have to really go through it. You can ask and, you know, have sympathy for them, but you know for a fact you can't because you can't sympathize. It's different. Like, oh, if you two are drunk and she's drunk and you're drunk, you're like, oh, I'm, I'm feeling the way you feel. But when she has something growing inside of her, it, it's a little bit weird hearing, you know, I can feel her moving and stuff like that. But, you know, you can't ever get that feeling. So it's, it's just weird for me. I'm hoping, you know, now that the baby's kicking and I can feel her on the outside of the stomach that, you know, she does a little bit more just to like terrorize her mom a little bit before she gets here. And then she starts terrorizing me. I think it's fun. Um, but outside of that, you know, I'm really still nervous about fatherhood. Um, obviously, the stress of like the monetary like things when it comes to it, daycares and diapers and formula if we have to do that. Um, traveling, doctor's visits, um, health care. Um, more importantly, just being in this fucking pandemic with a kid. It, it It's fucking wild just to think that there will be a day where she'll be here and the rest of my life will change. There will be no, you know, just Greg, period. Even though it's not now, it's Greg and wife, but we still have, like, 
our own identities where she can come and go as she pleases. I can do the same thing. But when we have, you know, our daughter come in, it's more so like, this is it. Like, you know, how she puts it, it's our lives will change forever. And it certainly will. I just hope it changes for the better because I've seen both sides of, you know, parents who regret that they, you know, have kids and, you know, they would have rather just been her and, you know, her and him forever just going out and seeing the sights and doing the things. And then there's me where I'm just happy knowing that I'm going to be having my first kid with her. Because God forbid, if I would have had it with some of the other people that I dealt with in my, you know, in my past, it wouldn't have been pretty. It wouldn't have been pretty. Um, that and child, what is it? Child support is not cheap. Child support is not cheap. I think my father, I'm 33. I hope that nigga's not paying. I really hope that nigga is not paying for child support right now. I got to call him and see, you know, actually he should owe he owes me some money now. Now that I think about it, damn, that's fucked up as a father knowing that for the rest of your life, your kid got a handout. And I got a girl. This is karma. This is definitely karma for a lot of the shit that I've done in my past. Having a daughter first. But I'm glad we're getting her out of the way because I'm, I'm going to spoil her to death. So when the boy, you know, God forbid we have a son, when he gets here, I'm going to let him know. I'm like, hey, you are you, but your sister is the person who's supposed to train you other than us to be the man that you're supposed to be. And then I can raise my daughter to say, hey, you have a younger brother. Like, you know, you want a, a male in your life that's going to be hopefully like your father before the, you know, after the ancient stage and raise your brother to be the man that you would want him to be. And then she'll have a better insight on the guys that she wants to date. She doesn't date, you know niggas who play junior varsity or, you know, a dude who just decides he wants to run the streets and thinks that like drugs and shit like that is the way to go. Cause it's not, um, saying that we probably won't be running out anywhere. I feel like this is the new norm. We're going to be indoors for at least the next, what, six months, at least they keep pushing this shit back. So why not? Um, I guess I need to go, but you know, I guess the next episode I have, we can start talking about, you know, the first time I did the ultrasound, you know, the ultrasound or whatever, and then how we're designing this baby room, because even though we're in an apartment right now, we're supposed to be getting a house, hopefully by the end of the year, and I wanted to touch on, you know, home buying, and I might have to bring, like, Phil or somebody who's, like, really big into, like, real estate about that, so maybe that'll be the next episode, um, what else has happened in the world before I get up out of here, um, apparently Future got a new album coming out on Friday, so I, Hope to hear all the baby mama stories then. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. Um, then maybe we can touch a little bit on like expectations versus reality. Um, I want to touch on if I wanted a girl or a boy. These might be multiple different episodes. Um, and I guess one day I can have, what, since Father's Day's coming up, I'll have my father on the show. I want to talk to him, just have a phone call, just see how he's been, and then just ask him questions about fatherhood. So that that might be the next episode. Um until then, maybe. Damn, I've been talking to y'all for almost 30 minutes. Until then, hopefully everybody's, you know, living safe. Y'all washing your hands. Y'all keeping your fucking mask on. You're doing the things that you're supposed to do in life. Um, hug the people that you live with. Make sure after that you just go six feet away from them. No kissing unless y'all, you know, y'all into that type of thing and y'all live together. Um, if you're going outside, please stop touching shit and putting it back. Don't grab the cabbage and the letters and shit like that and put it back. Know what you're going to grab before you grab it. Um, stop going to the grocery store to get two items every three days. I know some of you motherfuckers are doing it because you're bored and you got cabin fever. The shit's not cool. Um, 
more importantly, man, love the people that you love, be around the people that love you back. Um, anybody that you used to be, you know, friends, foes with stuff like that, like leave that shit in the past because earth is already getting a reboot. So maybe you need that yourself. So, uh, until next week, we'll see you.